feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. It's the latest edition of the Conquer Local podcast. My name is George Leith, your host, and I just don't think that we can get enough insight into selling the value of consistent listing data for local business because this space isn't just name, address, phone number anymore. It's now basically your content, it's voice search and how that's impacting things, and then it all marries into online reputation. Can you find? Can I find you is now very closely matched up with can I trust you? So we're going to get some more insights into this space from the new chief revenue officer at Uberall. Jonathan Best is our guest, and he's coming up next, all about local listing data on the Conquer Local podcast. It's another edition of the Conquer Local podcast, and joining us on the line, the chief revenue officer for Uberall, Jonathan Best. Hello, Jonathan. How are you doing today? Hey, George. Doing great. Thank you. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's uh, I'm excited to have you on the show. I'm actually going to be in your offices here in a couple of weeks when I travel to Berlin. So I was pumped to get you uh, on the line. But Uber all a head office in Berlin, but you're all over the world. <laughs> we are all over the world. I'm, I'm in London today, but I'm often in Berlin, San Francisco, New York, uh, Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, Paris and uh, London as well. So yeah, we're pretty well spread and we're we're growing rapidly and opening new offices all the time. So Good. Well, you live the life that I live, planes and uh, Hilton hotels. Let's dig into Uberall. Give us the give us the elevator pitch on Uberall, who you are and and what your organization does. Well, the first thing that people typically ask me when uh, they we say the name Uberall is are you guys some part of Uber? Uh, which is the first piece that we have to dispel. We're not. Um, Uberall actually means everywhere in German is the, the closest translation. And it's a pretty apt title, um, given that what we're trying to do is help uh, local businesses get found everywhere online. So that's the, uh, the genesis, the, the, uh, the title. We were, we've got a pretty interesting background. We're a seven-year-old uh, company. We were started in Berlin, as you said, by actually by two friends who uh, met in grade school um, and said as far back as that, that they were going to start a business together someday. And 20, 30 years later, they actually got around to wanting to do that um, and set up in Berlin together to start a business. Um, And of course, being in an interesting city, trying to figure out how to start a business, the thing that they did a lot was go sit in bars and drink beer and try and come up with the inspiration uh, or idea for a business. Um, and one of the problems in Berlin that you may know, because I know you've spent some time here, is there's so many cool bars. Uh, they're opening all the time, uh, but actually keeping up with them and finding which are the new cool ones to try and go to is quite difficult. And back in 2012, when our founders, David and Florian, were uh, trying to come up with their business concept, they decided that that was a pretty pretty neat problem to try and solve. Um, 2012, when Apple Maps was just getting started to uh, to challenge Google, Google Maps, Foursquare was starting to get a lot of traction. Um, so there was there were plenty of platforms that you could go to and look to find uh, new interesting places, but the content of the places that was listed on those uh, platforms was pretty crappy. 
Um, so that's the uh, problem that we set up the company to solve. And seven years later, we're one of the major global players. To that. We work with a lot of um, small SMBs, so those those individual bars uh, now get themselves found online using our services. And we also work with some huge enterprises like McDonald's and KFC, Shell, BP, um, who've obviously got hundreds and thousands of brick-and-mortar locations that they need to uh, to, to get found online, and we help them do that. So we started in Europe, um, where we've still got most of our operations, but we operate and sell uh, globally around the world now. So, Jonathan, I want to I want to really dig into listings because um, you know our audience, the salespeople that listen to the Conquer Local podcast, um, as part of that local marketing stack, we all know that listings are a very important piece to the puzzle. But it's often difficult to explain the value to a local business person. Um, on you know why they need to be doing this and why they need to constantly pay attention to make sure that that data is correct. It, you know, can we talk a little bit about um, you know the impact on a local business by getting this information correct? And then, what are some of the common problems with uh, with maintaining that correct data? Yeah, I mean, sure. The uh, you know you're alluding to the the kind of SEO effect, and and that's definitely one of the big reasons that, that people are trying to invest in these technologies today. But actually, there's you know that when we focus on SEO, and I'll talk about it that a bit in a minute, people often overlook some of the even more foundational kind of fundamental challenges that that people have with this plethora of online uh, publishers that they want to get listed in. You know, and the first one is that one that I just talked about. Um, you know, there, there's a ton of platforms now that are out there. People are looking for local businesses and services across a range of platforms. Um, you know, definitely Google, but, you know, Yelp or the local um, Yellow Page directory. Um, if you're looking for a restaurant or a hotel, you might be checking things like TripAdvisor, a lot of you know, local cities and regions have got pretty decent um, directories that people search for businesses in. Um, you know, folk want to have um, their businesses advertised on Facebook and Instagram because we know that there's a ton of people that are on those platforms. So the first question for a, a local business is, you know, if you want to be found online, um, you've got to be on all of those directories. Um, and the, the fundamental problem, if you're the guy that's running the bar or the restaurant or dental surgery or whatever it may be is, you know, your business is is about doing something that isn't uh, listing your business all over the place and uh, and ensuring that you've got great consistent data. Um, you know, none of these directories make it super easy for small businesses to do that. They all have their own ways of collecting data and harmonizing it. And they all ask you for different things in different formats. So, you know, fundamentally, if your, your sales folk who are listening to the podcast are talking to small local businesses, uh, you know, the easy way to start the conversation is to ask them, uh, ask that business what kind of uh, platforms, publishers they actually can be found on. Um, and if uh, if they are well represented across a bunch of different people, then typically that's because they're spending a lot of time and effort doing that. And our solution, listing solutions like ours, really reduce that manual effort. Um, or if they're not, then, you know, you get into a conversation really quickly about how much business may you be losing. If folk don't find you on the relevant uh, platform or directory that they that they're looking in, I want to jump in on that because I think you hit on something that was re- really important for reps. Because I have people when I'm out training salespeople, they're saying to me, "Well, if they've got good listings, they don't need some sort of a, a, a solution to push that, uh, continue to push that data." But you know, that might just be the business person that needs 
um, needs a solution the most because they, if they've got good listings, they probably did it by hand, which is very expensive, time-consuming, and painful. And if you could give them something that just is going to give them peace of mind, there's there's enormous value there. So the fact that you know if you're using certain, some sort of a grading tool on the, the business that you're calling on and it, sh- it throws an A, that might be because they, they are doing it by hand. And if we could get a robot to do that. That'd be much better. The, the other yeah. the other piece you're talking about is the fear of loss, where you walk in and you know that they aren't listed properly. They have that discrepancy, and and then we prey on you know the fact that they're missing out on business. So two very important approaches, because what I have found is the business that has great listing data sometimes is not doing that work in an automated fashion or doesn't even know that that's a possibility. So let's let's go further down the road now uh, on this whole. Um, listing value proposition. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you hit it exactly right. You know, folk either have really good data online and it's consistent um, or they don't. If they do, then they're either spending a ton of time and effort getting it there and then maintaining it, um, or they're already using some kind of listings provider. And, you know, obviously if it's the latter, then you're into potentially a replacement situation. But, you know, the uh, I'll talk a little bit later on about the, the kind of overall penetration of the market. The vast majority of people that you're going to run into, folk listening to the podcast might run into, uh, you know, they definitely have not solved this problem. Um, you know, maintenance is the next thing. If you if you get all of that data proliferated well and consistent across a bunch of platforms, that's great, right up to the point when you change your opening hours or you, you want to uh, promote a different offer, at which point now you've got to push all of that new data out to, um, you know, the, the range of platforms. So it's it's kind of a double-edged sword. Businesses know that they need to have their data on all of these platforms, so they do a bunch of work to get it there. But then once it's there, you have a bunch more work to keep it all consistent and updated. There's nothing worse, obviously, than, um, you know, somebody coming to your store at 6 p.m. because they saw on Facebook that that's what time you're open till, but actually you changed and you you now close at five, but you didn't update your Facebook page. So, you know, solving the problem of getting listed is is only part of the battle. Then you have the, the subsequent problem of keeping everything consistent. When we step out a name, address, phone number, and hours of operation, there's a bunch of other stuff that we want to have out there. Um, you know, short, long descriptions. That you know, I guess the example that I always like to talk about is the person that's looking for a pet-friendly apartment with a swimming pool. Um, and they do that search and there's a chance that they'll do that search not into a keyboard now they'll do that search into a voice assistant so there's there's more data that i need to be concerned about as a business person because people are doing more specific searches for the things that they're looking for online yeah absolutely right and you know obviously if uh, there's any one element of that data that isn't on your online listings then that that person is not going to come to you they're going to come to somebody uh, who who does have that um, and as people get more and more familiar with searching online and expect that there will be a provider out there that has got exactly what they want, those searches are going to get more and more specific. And therefore, the data that you hold is only ever going to get, need to get to get get more. Um, it will get greater as time passes. And you know, therefore, anybody who's not anybody who's doing this well today and isn't using a listings technology to do it is just you know going down a path which is going to pretty rapidly become unsustainable. So we're, we're missing out on business and, and new leads coming into our business if we're not putting the correct data out there because we're just losing at the search game then. We also uh, aren't able to change our data as our offer changes. We may not have positioned all of the value propositions that we have in the marketplace. And you know that could come right down to a product that you sell. 
So, you know, I like to use Aveda hair products and I will go into Google when I'm out, you know, maybe I'm running out while I'm on the road and I'll say, show me a salon with Aveda. Oh, I don't type it, by the way. I just say, Siri, show me a hair salon with Aveda hair products nearby. That That's the search that a local business needs to be winning, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely right. And, you know, uh, you know, you pick up Aveda hair products. You know, we, we do a huge amount of work with Schwarzkopf, who are one of the uh, the, the big um, hair care companies over here in Europe. And, and they were our founder client for doing exactly that. They wanted to have their products listed in every local store in Europe that, uh, that, that um, stopped them. Um, so that folk like you who are on the road and need to get their fix of uh, shampoo and conditioner know exactly where uh, nearby they can pick it up from. Uh, it's it's a huge um, it's a huge new area that that large enterprises are, are working into, um, and it's of course uh, imperative that those local businesses that stock those products are able to uh, have their listings reflect that. Jonathan, I want to I, I want to make sure I understand what you're saying, because I think what I heard you say is Schwarzkopf is, is a brand. And they are paying you to make sure that all the places that sell Schwarzkopf has that information inside some sort of their data set. Is that what yeah, I heard? Absolutely right. It's one of the biggest uh, developments in in our market. More and more of the brands that don't necessarily have physical locations are looking to ensure that the locations that stock their products um, have their products listed within their within the, the local listing of that physical uh, location. So, so yeah, it's a... Uh, so they offer the listing solution then as it as just a bonus to the to their vendor? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, yeah, they they use a couple of a couple of different products from us to do that. Sales salesperson in me thinks enormous opportunity. It's the first time that I've I've heard of that. <laughs> well, uh, it's certainly it's certainly a very large opportunity uh, that we're seeing grow very very rapidly in our business at the moment. Interesting. So the manufacturers and distributors of certain products, making sure that that data shows up in the various businesses that um, that are out there that offer it. What voice search? Lots of people talking about it. I'm sure lots of us are. You know, we've got a Google Home, we got an Alexa, we got um, uh, Cortana, we've got Siri, condescending voice on my phone. Um, tell us how to <laughs> how to navigate that space as a local business person. Like how how concerned do I need to be about voice search? Well, it depends what you've done with your existing listings. If you've done a pretty bang up job already of getting your data listed online, then you're actually in pretty good shape. We um, we just ran a big survey. Uh, we surveyed every um, business location in Boston uh, for a big piece of marketing research that we called uh, the Voice Readiness uh, Study that we just released. It's available on uh, uberl.com for anyone that's interested, um, which was essentially saying how ready are businesses in Boston for uh, voice search, and um, there were some really interesting conclusions, which I won't shove down your throat now. The the um, the, the thing about search that kind of gets misleading is that um, people think it's a whole different technology. It really isn't. It's uh, you know what Siri or Cortana or Alexa are doing um, when they uh, record your voice question is going off and uh, picking the words out of your question and going and uh, and looking for them in a traditional search. So if you if you're um, asking for a hotel that's good with pets and has a swimming pool, then, you know, the keywords are going to get picked out of that and run through a fairly traditional search algorithm. Um, of course, what that means is you've got to have those um, search terms listed in your um, locations listing in order for um, Siri or Alexa or Cortana to return that result. The, the reason why voice makes it super important is that, of course, 
unlike a, uh, a typical online or um, phone-based uh, search where you get a list of answers and you're you're hopefully coming high up on that list of answers, um, you know, your voice uh, assistant is going to give you a single answer. It doesn't give you five different options. It gives you one. So it just makes it even more important that your latest, greatest data with um, all of the attributes that the, of the, the products and services you provide are really accurately listed um, for your business. I've always wondered about the uh, photos and video portion of, of that data that lives around. You know, we're, we're at my buddy T-Bone studio here recording the podcast as we do every week. And um, he's got a pretty nice place here. He's got this new monitor that he just bought, probably cost a lot of money. He's got new speakers. He's got a new haircut. Um, he, he wants people to see that and and have a virtual tour of the studio and check, you know, maybe, maybe I'm coming here to film a movie from China to, you know, T-Bone studio is sitting here. I want to check it out. I want to look at it before I ever talk to him on the phone because we all know that we don't like talking to humans anymore. So, you know, what, tell me about the photos and the video portion of that listing data, because it's not, I think listings, I think name, address, phone number, maybe hours of operation, maybe business category, but more and more the photo and video pieces is becoming important. Yeah, no, it completely is. And for all the reasons that you, uh, that you say, you know, I mean, yeah. By the way, you, your buddy T-Bone was only ever going to uh, operate a recording studio or a tattoo parlor with a name like that, wasn't he? But, uh, you know, so I think the, the, the great thing about, um, you know, pictures and videos is the old saying, right? It's worth a thousand words. If somebody can get a sense of, uh, you know, what you do with some, some great pictures or video, then they're going to get much more of a sense uh, for your business. But how do you get people to look at those um, pictures and videos, right? It goes back to the same thing. You've got to get found first. Then when people have found you, um, the uh, content that you show them, be that pictures, video, text, or anything else, has got to be great. And, you know, obviously, um, that means that you want to be able to constantly update and promote the latest, greatest um, uh, pictures of your studio. T-Bone just got some new uh, fancy piece of kit in. Uh, he needs that to be reflected, not just in his search uh, terms, but also in the pictures that he's showing. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously then there's that you, so you want to manage that positively. Um, the thing you also need to be able to manage is any user generated content, uh, you know, user generated content can be fantastic, but if somebody takes a really, uh, terrible photo of T-Bone studio and it, it really looks awful, um, you know, you want to know that that's up online. You want your listings provided to help you identify that. And you probably want to get that removed from your listing fairly quickly. If it's uh, an image that isn't necessarily, um, reflecting the attributes of your business that you would want to. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I do. <laughs> when you're talking to a local business person, because I know that you, you know, you folks work through partners, but then you get to speak to lots of business people and they say to you, Jonathan, how much money am I going to make if I do this listing work that you want me to do? You've got, you've convinced me that there may be some value here. What is the ROI for my business if I take you up on this? <laughs> so I just hired a really smart guy in Berlin whose job is head of value engineering. And he the reason we hired him, that is the most common question that we get from SMB customers um, who want to know generically how good is this going to be. And obviously for the large enterprises that our partners sell to on our behalf, you know, they really want to understand what's this worth. Of course, when you put me on the spot, I can't give you a direct answer. Um, because the the value for any individual business is a function of what they're doing, uh, how well they do this do this already, um, and what kind of investment they're able to make. Not 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 in our tools, but in uh, 
um, using our tools in really smart ways to do a great job of um, ensuring that their, their, their content is consistent, it's, it's well updated, because we know those are the things that are um, strongly affiliated with uh, you know good uh, ranking results and driving more business. But you know I can I can tell you that um, the majority of um, customers that we work with, be they SM, be they SMBs or enterprises, are seeing a positive return on the investment um, that they uh, make with us um, in a small number of months. Uh, you know three to six months, most people are um, seeing a positive return on investment. We found some smart ways that we can measure increases of uh, uh, impressions, impre- uh, increases in clicks to call. Um, we can correlate that to in-store visits. We can correlate that if uh, folk have got a fairly good understanding of average basket size to the revenue that they um, the revenue they gain. The thing that we can never figure out, and the um, the thing that frankly a lot of folk are most interested to understand, is how, how much business am I losing today because I don't have this kind of technology in place. And of course, that's a difficult question to answer. But most folk, when you talk to them a little bit about the types of um, publishers that are um, that their competitors, their competitors are probably listing on with a, a listing to provider like ours, realize that if they're not already across all of those different platforms, then they're probably missing some eyeballs that they they ought to be trying to capture. Yeah. The, so the ROI discussion in, in digital marketing always uh, has been a challenge. And I, I don't understand why people who were used to buying radio ads, you can't measure the ROI on that or even measuring a directory ad uh, back in the day, like why it's so important to get this this thing that we've never really been able to get. So it, what you're what you're saying there is we got to keep we as salespeople, because that's our audience of the Conquer Local podcast, working with local businesses, we always need to be throwing that fear of loss out there that by not doing this, your competitor that's doing it better is going to get the business. Number two, is, isn't there a way to take the information inside GMB and the Google My Business Insights and show a correlation where but before I started working with you, you weren't getting any search results. You weren't getting any clicks on the map button. You weren't getting any clicks to call. And since we started working together and got all this right, those numbers have went up and to the right. Is, is, that, is that the one way that we could tell that story? Yeah, absolutely, and we've got you know uh, we've got some great um, specific uh, customer data, and we've got some great aggregated data across customers that really reflects that, which is why I'm able to give you some kind of high level um, generic ROI um, returns. The um, the thing that's super interesting that we haven't talked about, um, which kind of relates to that question, is you know the uh, I guess five years ago when when we started this business, we thought that this was going to be kind of a game changing. Uh, technology that would really allow people to kind of move the needle um, on, you know, by by being online and across a whole bunch of different uh, platforms and getting a really positive uh, ranking effect because of doing that well. You know, today, five years later, pretty much most people are uh, are aware that they need to do this. Doesn't mean everybody is doing it, um, but at least people are aware that you know, listings is a foundation technology that they should have. The thing that's really interesting and is going to be the next generation and is the other great talking point for your sales audience when they're out talking to customers is, you know, we already talked about voice search. You can't really be ready for voice if you haven't already solved this problem. Um, but, you know, there's a bunch of other interesting things that are coming down the, uh, the, the the pike as well. And probably the biggest of them is reviews. You know, the for, for folk who follow what Google are doing with the uh, the algorithm, you know, increasingly the most important factor um, that um, they use, that the Google will use to rank 
your business is the positivity of reviews and recommendations that you have. Um, and you know, a lot of folk are building on top of the listings uh, foundation that they have the capability now to to manage reviews across all of those platforms to aggregate them um, using a tool like ours to turn them into a single stream so you don't have to go to each individual platform in turn look at the different um, reviews that you've got answer them and manage them but actually to be able to do that in a much more uh, um, simple flow um, you know there's no, the, the only thing worse than having bad reviews is having bad reviews that you don't do anything about and um, you know that's why um, people are now moving from the focus on just the foundational listings product um, to really managing reviews, recommendations, getting ready for voice search, and all of the other technologies they get, that are really going to require every business to have a really good management of the digital content and the digital information that they push out. So when uh, you're talking to your sales organizations that you deal with, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges in speaking to a local business about the value behind this? What's, what's the piece yeah. you really need to drive home? The, I mean, to, to be honest, uh, the, George, the, the the hard part of this is just getting in front of enough local businesses. Um, the thing that's kind of crazy, um, you know, a lot of folk, especially our investors, ask us about you know the sort of total addressable market for this kind of technology, uh, which is pretty difficult to define because obviously the, the the total market is every physical business location that exists on the planet. Um, you know, so getting a uh, account of how many um, organizations there are out there that might need this stuff is difficult to do. But the best, it, the, you know, the best guess that anybody's able to provide us with um, something somewhere between seven and ten percent of the the uh, lo physical locations that are um, out there in the world are already um, managing their physical location data well online. So you know, the, the, there's ninety something percent of businesses that don't do this well. This is not a difficult conversation to have, and I'd really encourage your listeners to to go, you know, when they're talking to local businesses about whatever whatever other um, solutions um, they sell to them, you know, ask them about this stuff. You know, which platforms are you on? You know, I'm pretty sure most businesses will be aware of Google My Business, but are they are they on Facebook? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Foursquare? Are they um, you know managing stuff on TripAdvisor and Yelp? If they are, then they've got this kind of manual challenge that we already talked about. If they're not, then how much business are they losing? That's the start of the conversation. Um, you can get real sophisticated if you want to from there, but this is a uh, foundational, fundamentally simple product that um, everybody should be confident in talking about to a local business and confident also that pretty much every local business you talk to is going to need it. No, I think that that's, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. And, you know, that's where we've transitioned in the last uh, six and a half years in this space is that, you know, the business people know that they need to do this. It's just they're looking for a trusted provider. And uh, there has been some snake oil out there when it comes to, to the listing sites and, and, you know, getting a fix and, and having them maintained. It's uh, good to have folks like you that have nailed it. And when uh, you press that button on the fantastic solution that, that you folks offer, the, the data is right and you have the ability to continue to communicate with those sites. So we've been speaking today to Jonathan Best, the Chief Revenue Officer of Uberall. And uh, Jonathan, we really appreciate your time. I know it's early evening there, so we'll let you get back to watching... Uh, well, I guess it's football. So watching football or whatever you're going to do on a Wednesday evening. And thanks for joining us on the Conquer Local podcast. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. Take care.
It's interesting to listen to Jonathan. He arrived at Uber all about eight months ago, and he's been out working with their channel partners and talking to SMBs. And, you know, it's interesting to hear his take on where this space is going. You heard him talk about Schwarzkopf and utilizing the correct listing data with the Schwarzkopf branding and with their products and services for businesses that they don't even own. It's businesses that distribute their products and services. Um, I'm interested to learn more about how that might move forward as a revenue line that we, the folks that are listening to this broadcast, might be able to exploit. The other thing that we keep hearing about is the value of having that correct data around voice search. And voice search, as you heard Jonathan mention, you're going to have to be exactly what they're looking for. Because when we do a voice search, we ask for way more information about the business. That business has to be populated across the wide array of sources where you need consistent listing data. And now for listing data, not just name, address, phone number, hours of operation, business category. It's what products and services do you sell? What's your unique value proposition? In the case of our examples that we gave you, you heard the you know, pet-friendly apartment building with the swimming pool or the hotel that's close to the airport that has a fitness center, you know, something like that, where it's not just show me a good hotel nearby, it's show me a good hotel nearby with these attributes that I'm looking for. So we always like to keep educating, and there's some new tidbits from the new Chief Revenue Officer at Uberall, Jonathan Best, our guest this week on the Conquer Local Podcast. My name is George Leith. I'll see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Danny Mario. Audio engineering, Sound Lounge by T-Bone. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Produced by Colleen McGrath.